Hi, this is James Rudd with the Art Podcast. Many thanks for joining us for this episode. And today I'm delighted to be talking about the issue of women in cardiology and how we can improve access to cardiology for female trainees. I hope you enjoy the podcast. And I'm delighted to be at the British Cardiovascular Society meeting in Manchester uh, where I'm joined by uh, two colleagues. Perhaps I could ask you both to introduce yourself and your role and um, explain where you're working. My name's Cara Hendry and I'm the current Women in Cardiology lead for the British Cardiac Society and I'm also a consultant interventional cardiologist at Manchester Royal Infirmary. Hi James, uh, I'm Ian Simpson. I'm an interventional cardiologist from Southampton but uh, I'm here really as the past president of the British Cardiovascular Society. And we're here today to discuss uh, a session upcoming in the conference uh, in the next day or two about women in cardiology and how we can make cardiology a more friendly and open specialty for women and all. Uh, Perhaps we can start off by discussing a little bit about that. What's the situation in the UK right now, Cara? If we look at women consultant cardiologists, we're currently faced with a situation where there are only 13% of consultant cardiologists who are female. That's far from where we would hope that figure to be. And I think we have the aspiration of improving that situation over the coming years by a number of projects. Could you put a bit more flesh onto those those figures in terms of the number of consultants there are in the UK, roughly, and uh, perhaps the number of trainees coming through that want to do cardiology? We have about 1,500 consultant cardiologists in the UK and about 13% of those are female. In terms of trainees coming through cardiology, we have in terms of CCTs, at the moment we've got about 29% of those we expect will be female at the time of completion. That figure has been sort of solid over the last five or so years. Prior to that, it was about 22, 23%. So it has increased a little, but then it seems to have stalled at the figure of about 29, 30%. And what are the barriers that women perceive uh, going into cardiology? I think there are quite a few barriers. Number one is there's a lack of role models. Two, the role models that we do have are pretty much all in leadership roles. I think there is a place for us to encourage females who have no interest in leadership roles but just want to be good at their job and very competent cardiologists to be encouraged to enter the the, uh, specialty. We also have the issue of perceived lack of support amongst male colleagues. There's a fear of sexual harassment. And if you look at the consultant pay scales, there was evidence published recently to suggest that women consultants overall face a deficit of about 15,000 per year in terms of their salaries. Now that obviously will be led by a number of factors. Um, There is obviously a standardized pay scale for consultants Uh, So therefore, male should equal female. So we have to think about other reasons for why that might be the case, which might be things like clinical excellence awards. They may not be supported in terms of applications or in terms of encouraging people to apply for things such as that. And this isn't obviously just a UK problem. Uh, I read in the journal JAMA Cardiology this week uh, four excellent articles basically outlining the the problems faced, but also outlining some potential solutions to this. And the numbers that you've quoted are very, very similar to the American experience, I think, 
Ian, what, uh, what uh, can we do as male cardiologists to help? So I think uh, people might find it a bit strange, James, that uh, I'm here as a man talking about women in cardiology, and I think that's a really important point. 50% of uh, medical students now are female, and as Cara said, we're looking at just under 30% of trainees coming into cardiology. So as a specialty, we are missing out on the best people, and that's a real problem. Cardiology has always been a specialty that's attracted the very best people. So I think we need to be cognizant of the fact that good people need to be coming into cardiology. And if we're missing out of them, this is, this is not just a problem. Women in cardiology is not just a problem for women. It's a problem for all of us. So myself or my male colleagues really need to engage in this discussion and try and break down some of the barriers. Why does it happen? I think, as Cara said, there is a perception that it's difficult to get on in cardiology. And I sadly had a, an example of this with one of our own uh, uh, core medical trainees recently who was an absolutely superb uh, trainee and she had decided she wanted to go into gastroenterology. Uh, she was encouraged by myself and some of my other uh, senior colleagues, both male and female, to consider cardiology, which I think she probably really wanted to do she decided that she would go and think about it, but sadly came up with uh, the decision to go to gastroenterology, which was fine. Uh, what worried me particularly was the reasons why she chose to do so, because I said, you know, why did you choose gastroenterology? And hoping that she had some very positive attitude to this is what she really wanted to do. But her answer was she felt it was too difficult for a woman to get on in cardiology and felt that this was an easier professional track for her. And we need to change that desperately. Some of the things that came out in the JAMA Cardiology article, some of the, uh, the issues that people addressed were kind of work-life balance concerns uh, within cardiology, a family-friendly working pattern. Is there any sense of, of change coming, let's say, in the UK to make that more common in terms of less than full-time training for, for uh, females and males, potentially, who want to do uh, more of a caring role? When we look at the figures at the moment for less than full-time trainees and less than full-time consultant jobs, the numbers are actually vanishingly small. It's something like 19%, and of those, the vast majority are female, with about 3% males. Uh, which is really disappointing, actually, because it tells us as a profession we don't really support less than full-term occupations. And I think that does need to be changed going forward because we're losing out on a lot of talent in that regard. One of the other things, when I've looked at the data, there is data out there to support the fact that male colleagues of those, there'll be a substantially higher number who have children when you compare them to our female counterparts. And there's statistically significant data to support that. There's also statistically significant data which shows that in terms of people who do have children, the males will have children earlier than the female counterparts. So that is a potential issue for any woman wishing to enter cardiology because if you wait to your 35 years of age, then for some people, they've missed out on the chance to have a family and their reproductive age may have gone by that time or their chance to have children may just have disappeared. And it is important that they do need to consider 
whether or not they want to have families and we should be accepting of that and we do have male colleagues and thankfully I've got Ian Simpson who's been absolutely fantastic at supporting me um, and we need males to support and encourage this lifestyle recognition I think within our profession because otherwise we'll lose out on enormous talent. And finally Cara what are the positives that people can look forward to? I'm delighted to say that British Cardiovascular Society is absolutely committed to changing this situation. We recognise the value of women and the roles in cardiology at all levels and we are strongly committed to making uh, the situation better for our female colleagues and that's how we would hope to change things going forward. Anything else you'd like to add, Ian, as the past president of the BCS who, who put some of these changes in place during your term? Well, I think uh, there are a couple of things, James. I, I think this is a complex problem and, you know, a conscious bias against women is something that I hope everyone would recognise and stamp out very quickly. I think there is a perception amongst uh, medical students and young trainees about cardiology that we need to change with education, and that's education of everyone, including uh, male cardiologists to uh, support people in uh, developing a career in cardiology. So I think there's much to be done and I, and I think people need to recognise that there probably, by definition, must be some unconscious bias in uh, uh, people getting uh, training and posts in cardiology and I think recognising that and trying to deal with it will also be important in solving this problem. And I think we need to work to an end game where there is an environment where female trainees can come into cardiology and feel they're working in a safe environment, that they feel supported uh, in their career and that they have equal opportunities to progress. Brilliant. Well, if uh, uh, everybody will be uh, very glad to hear, I think, of, of some of the changes and some of the opportunities. I guess the figures are still depressing for me. I'm, I'm married to, to a uh, a consultant, a female consultant. I've got two daughters at home. But as you say, uh, in, in leadership positions, I think we are doing pretty well. Just at this conference, we have Dr. Sarah Clark, who is the current president of the British Cardiovascular Society. Minnow Walsh is also here, president of the ACC, and, and, uh, yeah, and the president-elect of the European Society of Cardiology, Barbara Cassidy, is also here. So that's good in terms of change at the top. But as you said, Cara, not everybody, or very few people, I think, have the ability or desire to get to the top of their profession it's really just about opening opening doors at, at all levels really so um, thank you very much for, for coming today and explaining things to me Ian one final point from you yeah I was just going to say I think you know Jane Dacre is heading up a review and Jane's also coming to speak at the conference and uh, and I think it'll be very interesting to find out what she finds because although it's a a review that's an equality of pay, I think it will come out with some of these issues of, of equality of opportunity. And I think for cardiology, our metric of success will be when the woman in cardiology position on BCS Council becomes redundant. Fantastic. A day we can all look forward to. Thanks very much indeed for joining us.